Welcome to Blakey Psychotherapy. We're glad you're here. Thinking about therapy and talking to a therapist requires courage. You've taken the first step. The Path to Forgiveness The idea of forgiveness is a difficult thing. When we have been disappointed or hurt by someone else, our instinct is often to recoil and to protect ourselves. When a person close to us breaks our trust, the last thing we want to do is forgive them. On the other hand, when we have hurt others, forgiving ourselves can be just as difficult. However, in order for true healing to happen, walking the path of forgiveness is a necessary journey. When we think of forgiveness, we may think of cheesy movies where, by plot's end, mortal enemies have become best friends, the closing scene showing them walking hand in hand into the sunset. While this can happen in real life, forgiveness usually doesn't look like this. One way to describe forgiveness is to point out what it does not do. According to Ron Pevney in his book Conscious Living, Conscious Aging, forgiveness does not mean that we have to ignore ignore our hurt feelings, change the past, or assume that we have, have to forget what happened, mean that we have lost and the offender won, excuse the act that did the wounding, absolve the offender of karmic or legal consequences, or mean that we have we will resume a relationship with the other person, especially if it's not safe emotionally or physically to do so. What forgiveness does is provide an opportunity for healing and to be able to move on with our life without being limited by what happened. According to Buddhist philosophy, holding on to resentment is like picking up a hot coal with our hand with the intention of finding an opportunity to throw it at the one who hurt us. In the Book of Joy, Archbishop Desmond Tutu states, Forgiveness is the only way to heal ourselves and be free from the past. Without forgiveness, we remain tethered to the person who harmed us. We are bound to the chains of bitterness, tied together, trapped. Until we can forgive the person who harmed us, that person will hold the keys to our happiness. That person will be our jailer. When we forgive, we take back control of our own fate and our feelings. We become our own liberator. When we can forgive we are able to stop labeling ourselves as a victim and move forward from a place of growth. Holding on to the negative events that lead to ongoing feelings of resentment, anger, hostility may undermine our health. In one study, psychologists asked people to think about someone who'd hurt them while monitoring their heart rate, facial muscles, and sweat glands. When people remembered these grudges, their heart rate and blood pressure increased. However, when they were asked to think about forgiving these people, their stress responses returned to normal. While it seems obvious that forgiveness is a good thing for our mental and physical health, how do we do it? Especially since rehashing the juicy details of past hurts can provide an addictive energy rush. It's important to remember that forgiveness is a process, and one that is repeated over and over as new feelings and details arise as we work to let go.
Pevney breaks down the path to forgiveness into the five following steps. One, uncovering and feeling what happened. Before we can forgive, we need to be clear about what we are forgiving. It's important to explore the actual event. What were the circumstances? Who said what? What emotions did you feel? Take your time and be gentle with yourself. Two, committing to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice, sometimes a difficult one. When we have held on to resentment for a long time, it becomes part of our story. Forgiveness is choosing a new story. Three, humanizing the offender. Forgiveness tends to happen when we are able to separate the person from the action. To do this requires compassion and the ability to see the situation from the other person's perspective. Maybe there were things going on that you didn't know. Four, honestly looking at your role in relation to the situation. This is especially challenging when emotions are still raw, so it's useful to use your logic versus your emotions. Human relationships are never simple. As my grandmother used to say, it takes two to tangle. Five, forgiving and continuing to forgive. Forgiveness is an act of will. We choose. This act will play out differently for each person. For some, it's private, quiet, a letting go. For others, they want to meet with the person involved and voice their forgiveness. No matter how it manifests, forgiveness is an ongoing process. When we have hurt others, the feelings of guilt and shame we carry can be overwhelming. While we may be able to show compassion to others, doing so for ourselves is more difficult, if not impossible, as we are often our own harshest critics. Pevney suggests that the five steps are applicable to those working on self-forgiveness and may include specifically asking for forgiveness from those we've hurt, if possible and appropriate. However, sometimes the person we hurt is ourselves. Pevney writes, In a great many cases... What needs self-forgiveness is not harm done to others, but personal weakness or perceived choices or actions that we feel have damaged our own lives. Self-forgiveness depends on our willingness to carefully examine our choices and actions, and in many cases, acknowledge that we did the best we could with the awareness we had at the time. If we see that we did not do the best we could, it requires that we use our regrets not to berate ourselves, but as important guideposts on our journey into a positive, conscious future. The biggest catalysts for our growth are often, and perhaps mostly, what we learn from our mistakes, weaknesses, and poor choices. Whether we need to forgive ourselves or others, walking on this path gives us the opportunity to rewrite our story, and sometimes the stories of others. And we know that that journey isn't easy. Self-care is important. If you are on this journey and feel that you are losing your way, please reach out to a trusted friend, a family member, or a professional to provide support. Sometimes our hurts are too big to walk up to on our own. Thank you for listening. The Blakey Psychotherapy Podcast is produced and recorded by Anita Woodard, from Woodard Administration. Please subscribe, 
and tell a friend about the podcast. For more information or to connect, our website is www.lauriblakey.com. Thank you and take care of your mental health.